There's no secret formula for better service throughout the customer journey. But there is the all-new service hub from HubSpot. It makes it infinitely easier to scale customer support and increase retention. By bringing service and support together in one powerful platform, you can deliver the best experiences for your customers and your teams. Free up time for your reps to focus on complex issues with an AI-powered help desk. Proactively drive retention with customer health scores that help keep your business ahead, stopping churn in its tracks. And give your entire go-to-market team the data they need to operate as one unified, powerful front. Also, you can easily support, strengthen, and grow your customer base. Secrets out. HubSpot Service Hub is a game changer. Visit HubSpot.com service to do more for your customers today. Good morning, everyone. It's Wednesday, July 19th. I'm Mark Dent here with Ben Berkeley, and you're listening to The Hustle Daily Show. Today, we're going to be talking about Worm GPT. It's a chat GPT-esque assistant for scammers. And we're going to discuss why this chatbot with no ethical guardrails is probably not going to be the greatest thing for society. But before we get into that, let's just talk about everything else happening in the world of business and tech. Starting off, Peacock, NBC Universal streamer, is upping prices on its 22 million customers. This is its first price increase since its 2020 launch. Now, the hikes are only $1 to $2 per month, depending on the tier users subscribe to. Like most streamers, Peacock is not profitable. Uh, according to Variety, it's expected to lose $3 billion this year. Yeah, I would just would note, this is the latest gambit from Peacock to try to get on solid financial ground. Right. It cut its free tier for new users earlier this year. Its parent company, Comcast, stopped bundling the service with its Xfinity service. And I mean, I feel like this is just kind of the, the story across the streaming world. Totally. You know, most of the competition, Disney Plus, Paramount Plus, Max, and YouTube TV all recently increased their prices as well. So it's a tough business, I believe, only at this point Netflix is profitable. Okay, moving on to Tesla. The automaker's board of directors will return $735 million to settle a 2020 lawsuit alleging they overpaid themselves. Still related to Tesla, nearly four years after its unveiling, Tesla completed its first Cybertruck, and the internet's car geeks have a lot to say about the striking new stainless steel truck. One common refrain is that the completed model appears to have a misaligned door. Also under fire, Amazon and Apple. Spain's antitrust watchdog says the two tech giants colluded to restrict competition in the Spanish electronics market. They're going to fine Amazon $56.7 million and Apple $161.4 million. Both companies disagree and will appeal. As I was reading about this ruling, I was just really happy for all the lawyers. I feel like everyone <laughs> needs something to do with their days, and it's important to have enrichment activities. And you know, if you're thinking about the speed of like a tech giant versus a government agency in the courtroom, that's got to be real painstaking. So yeah. everyone's going to have just loads of work trying to fight these massive fines. And they are happening all over Europe, too. Yes. So a uh, busy time to be a corporate lawyer. And I'm sure that's probably never not the case. Right. Reddit is deleting all pre-23 user chats and messages as it migrates data to new servers. If you want yours back, you can request it from the company. Okay, so this is weird. Someone paid $190,000 plus for a four gigabyte iPhone from 2007. Still in the box. On to a story we've talked about before. Restaurant chain Taco John's has relinquished its trademark on Taco Tuesday. This follows a major legal challenge from Taco Bell to make the phrase fair game for any U.S. restaurant. 
Now it is, except for in one state, New Jersey. That's where Gregory's Restaurant and Bar owns the trademark, and they are not giving up. Finally, before we start talking about ChatGPT's evil twin, here's a little fun story. Uh, It turns out that strolling through a cornfield can double as a get-rich-quick plan. Someone in Kentucky found 700-plus Civil War-era gold coins in a field, amassing a collection that may be worth a million dollars plus. The hall already has a nickname in the coin community, the Great Kentucky Horde. Okay, now it is time to talk about ChatGPT's evil twin. As you're well aware, ChatGPT is all over. It's been probably the biggest tech invention, certainly in the last year and probably in the last decade. OpenAI's chatbot has around 200 million users. And as it's growing in popularity, it's also spurring new similar products that help people in different walks of life increase their productivity. But the story we're talking about now is about a walk of life that is, oh, a little bit evil, (laughs) or at least uh, certainly a little bit unsavory. There is now a chatbot available for cyber criminals. Ben, what's going on with this new chatbot? Oh, so much. So I mean, I I feel like I've seen so many TV shows, dozens of them that employ the kind of like, here's the twist where it turns out there was an evil twin all along. And AI is kind of stealing from this playbook. And now we've got this reveal that uh, ChatGPT, it's got an evil twin. Unlike, say, a really well-laid TV show, I think the twist isn't really all that great. Like, I think everyone could probably see this coming. Yeah, why is that? I mean, I think that new technology appears People find a way to use it for nefarious purposes, and that's just kind of a tale as old as time. Yeah. But the thing about this story is, like, the surprise isn't that great on the evil twin. It's a lot of evil, though. Yeah. And it's being called Worm GPT. That's correct. Which sounds pretty evil. Like, let's be real. Exactly. It's uh, a good name for a bad product. So this chatbot was created by an unknown hacker. It was launched on a popular hacking forum last month. Hmm. Of course, you know, personally, I'm more on the under-radar hacking forums, <laughs> so I missed it. But luckily for me, I got to learn all about it today as it's been kind of the talk of the cybersecurity world. Uh-huh. So the tools designer calls WormGPT the biggest enemy of ChatGPT and proudly hails how it will allow users to, quote, do all sorts of illegal stuff. Okay, and now before we get into that illegal stuff, mm-hmm. I want to ask about that. Yeah. Couldn't someone potentially just ask ChatGPT to do something kind of evil for it? And again, in evil, we're not talking about like writing essays here because you obviously can do that on ChatGPT. This is true. Yeah, I think that there are a lot of ethical guardrails built into ChatGPT. And obviously, that's a very popular topic of how many and what form those should take. I feel like there's a lot of talk about government regulation and AI. But especially compared to, say, Worm GPT, there are you know a lot of rules that would prevent malicious activities and bad actors from using it to conduct illegal affairs. So I think that what you're seeing is Worm GPT was built explicitly to not have any of those guardrails. Hmm. And so the primary usage of this tool so far is the creation of phishing emails. So we're talking about business email compromise attacks, BEC attacks. And those are those phishing attacks that use fake personalized messages to gain access to your accounts, to your sensitive information. And, you know, sometimes those messages aren't that convincing. Yeah, they're usually not very good. They're full of typos. 
it's just a subject line that doesn't make any sense. It just randomly says something about like an invoice, <laughs> you know, or something like that. Is Worm GPT going to be doing a better job at that stuff, basically? Yeah, I mean, I think that's kind of why it's getting a lot of attention right now. It, it does a pretty good job creating faux messages, say, you know, one from your boss, and then they're more likely to get people to click in. You know, I was reading about a cybersecurity firm called Slash Next. They brought in a hacker to kind of put Worm GPT to use, and they called the phishing emails that it was producing sophisticated. Mm. They said it was remarkably persuasive. It was strategically cunning. The grammar was overall pretty solid. And so they kind of dug into this. They tested the limits of it to make sure, okay, it says it has no ethical boundaries. Does it actually? And no. Um, you know, it was designed for no limitations that would stop this malicious scamming usage. And so it's unfortunately very good at building products, at least theoretically. Certain scammers I saw, or there's one who complained about it not being worth the money, which we can talk about in a second. Yeah. How are people getting their hands on this thing? And are they? Like, is this thing in usage so far? Obviously, you know, people are at least discussing it on some of these forums. How are they getting a hold of Worm GPT? So, you know, you can find it on this forum, and it's actually something that's for sale. This is kind of one way it deviates from its free and goody-two-shoes sibling <laughs> chat GPT, yeah. which is a free product, you know, at least initially to get started. This one's a little bit more expensive. Access looks like it's around a little north of $600 per year. Hmm. And I, I think part of the hope is that that will actually help the creator of this profit. Hopefully it will also limit adoption of this tool. Right. And I think that's the other thing that, you know, when the cybersecurity firm was going through this, they were really concerned because, like ChatGPT, Worm GPT is relatively easy to use, and it's you know, something that becomes quite accessible to people who have little technical know-how. You know, cyber criminals who are less experienced could find success using this tool for some form of scam going forward. So it seems like it's a decent tool, relatively accessible for indecent people. Right. So cybercrime is already a huge issue worldwide. Yes. We hear about malware attacks and, and things of that nature. I mean, billions of dollars in damage done every year. It just kind of seems that when AI started to really kind of rapidly progress over this last year, everyone's kind of been talking about how it's going to like upend our lives and not necessarily for the better all the time. This seems to be one of the most concrete ways yet that it could. Yeah, absolutely. And I feel like this is not a great product and it's kind of this like alarming and generally inevitable development. Right. But I do think that the panic at this stage wouldn't be worth it, mostly because it'll have a limited audience, yeah. but also this is a known threat. I think that as you're mentioning, particularly these like BEC email attacks, they're a very known commodity in the cybersecurity community. I think in 2021, they cost victims about $2.4 billion worldwide. So already a lot of effort going into them. And I think that one thing you might see coming up is kind of this fighting fire with fire where there's a lot of talk about, obviously, the good that AI can do out in the world right now. Now there's things like Worm GPT that talk about the bad. I think you're going to start seeing talk about how you can fight the bad with the good. Yeah. And so I think it's going to kind of set up the showdown coming up where as all these tools become more available and they get in the hands of bad actors, hopefully you'll see good actors finding ways to put more roadblocks in their way. Absolutely. Well, there's definitely a lot more coming on AI and evil twins within the AI world. That's for sure. Yeah. 
That's going to do it for us today. So thank you everyone for tuning in to the Hustle Daily Show. We're a proud part of the HubSpot Podcast Network. Our editor today is Robert Hartwig and our executive producer is Darren Clark. We've got a lot more tech and business coverage in our newsletter. So if you're not subscribed, please sign up at thehustle.co slash email. We'll see you tomorrow. Hey, everybody, I got a great podcast to tell you about. It's called Truth, Lies, and Work, and it's brought to you by the HubSpot Podcast Network, the audio destination for business professionals. On this show, you can join husband and wife team Alan, Leanne Elliott as they dispel myths, impart wisdom, and answer all your questions about finding, keeping, and motivating great people. They actually just did an episode with John Smith, who is the manager and agent of famous Argentinian soccer player Diego Maradona. He talks about in this episode how he was able to manage the global superstar athlete celebrity that Maradona is and was. It's a great listen. You better get out there and check it out. And you can listen to Truth, Lies, and Work wherever you get your podcasts.